0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh brown with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you? How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm glad that we're finally getting to record this episode after the uh, treacherous conditions of this past weekend postponed us, and then yesterday we just didn't record. Yesterday we didn't record...
0: Uh, but today, we decided that, you know what, we're going to record, we're going to get it done relatively quickly, a.k.a. this episode will be an hour and a half long, just like the other one. <laughs> Who knows? And, uh, and we're going to get it put online tonight, so everybody can uh, listen to it. So you are actually going to get this
1: episode pretty much in real time. What's, what's super fortunate about this is that, because the episode came out on Wednesday... Uh, we get to talk about the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. We do. So we that do. Way, that's, that's that's, heck, we just that's got killer, out of. That's killer timing. Yep. It's almost like we planned it, but we didn't because we didn't even know that came out today. Yep. <laughs> Until like yesterday.
0: But, Caleb, before we talk about that, yeah, yeah. we need to talk about two more movies, and we'll just skim over them because they've sure. they've been... They've been out now a while. Well, one of them has. Um, we saw Oppenheimer a few he weeks did. ago. A couple um, weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Um, didn't really talk about it. We talked about Barbie, but we didn't get to talk about it yet. We didn't get uh, to talk
1: about Oppenheimer because we hadn't seen it yet. We hadn't
0: seen it yet. Um, Oppenheimer, Caleb, thoughts? I, I know you, I know. I liked
1: it more than you did. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I think that uh, it's, it's definitely worked better in my brain since mm-hmm. I've watched it. I like it more since I've watched it.
0: It's Oscar-baity. Beatty.
1: It is a little... I mean... I don't know how people react to that, but I I, I did find it to be maybe his most Oscar baity movie. That's not necessarily always a bad thing, mm-hmm. though. The acting is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's filmed incredibly well. There's some really tense moments. There's some really amazing scenes. I, I really love how the movie ends, uh, but I'm not always on the Christopher Nolan train. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love how some of his movies flow, and this is no exception. This mm-hmm. is still definitely a Christopher Nolan movie. It's a uh, kind of it's long. It's three hours long. It's not the fun three hours. Yeah. You know, it's not like the you're going to be engaged the whole time. There's a lot of science talk here where I'm like, huh, I don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. And, and that, I think that hurts a little bit more because there's. Such a lack of characterization for so many characters, mm-hmm. other than Oppenheimer and Downey Junior's mm-hmm. character. Uh, but I said when I, after I watched it that I'd never watch it again, and I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. I think I'd watch it again. Yeah, but I I liked it. Yeah. I just didn't think it was like a, his masterpiece. You no, know?
0: no, it's yeah. definitely. I, I don't even know if I would put it in top five Christopher Nolan was for me. Um, but having said that, I did thoroughly enjoy. The movie and what it was trying to be. Uh, again, that kind of historical World War II stuff is kind of. I like that kind of those kind of movies. Uh, yeah. But um, n- after Oppenheimer, uh, we got to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, no, I'm sorry, we, we got, got to watch. Talk to me. Forgot about talk to me.
1: Which just, was fine. Just like a, it was fine. I, I really liked that a lot. <laughs> I liked it more than Oppenheimer. I'm so, not going to sit here and tell you that. Oh, talk to me is better than Oppenheimer. But I personally enjoyed it quite a bit personally um i I slept on it i slept on
0: that movie and i actually talked to steve wandling uh, um the next day uh friday about the movie we talked about it and uh uh, we had a little bit of discussion about it i walked away appreciating the movie a little more than what i originally did i think you were kind of
1: harsh on the way the movie ends because i I did watch some videos and i think the ending actually makes a lot more sense than i (laughs) initially thought I, i actually convinced myself that something else had happened but i was like no that's not right the way that the movie. Like it actually shows you what happened. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad you slept on it and you realized that you were wrong. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, it wasn't you know, that I was necessarily wrong. Yeah. I was just a little harsh on the movie. But I really like the ending. But but I think it's I think it's good. It's a good movie. It's de- it's definitely it's definitely I'm glad it's made its money
1: back already. Uh, yeah, it is the and, second biggest A24 uh, opening. Yeah. yeah. After uh, Hereditary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I think that it has the, the artistic merit to it, but I, 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 it has the the wide mass appeal, mm-hmm. and I can see that it's yep. becoming a yep. hit. I think it'll do well for weeks to I come. I think,
0: yeah. The problem, the problem is right now is that Barbie is so and daggone popular. Yeah, I mean, and Oppenheimer too. I don't think. Rate I really don't think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to beat Barbie this week. I really oh don't. Gosh,
1: it would have to. It will have, it to, would have to pull it would have in the to, money. You know, it's a long week. It's, it's a long, long week. week It is a long it's week summer Who knows what um, it'll pull in I mean I hope I'd it be, does well I'd be I'd be ecstatic If it made 50 million Or, or above Sure That'd be awesome to me Because if I'm looking At the budget With the, its animation style That's not a 200 million dollar movie yeah. That might be 100 to 120 million dollar movie yeah. So yeah. that's a bit It's a bit easier Since we're talking about it Caleb What
0: did you think About
1: Teenage Mutant Because we literally Just got, got out of, it. 30 got out of About 30-35 minutes ago early uh, Man I really I really enjoyed that movie yeah. Holy cow. I, I'm so thankful for what Into the Spider Verse has done for animation mm-hmm. because now we're watching a movie like this, and of course, Across the Spider Verse. We're not getting the animation fatigue. Maybe you get from a Disney or a Pixar. Yep. It doesn't look like anything no. else. Yeah, it's got the inspiration from Spider Verse, but it doesn't, yep. doesn't necessarily look like Spider Verse. Yep. Still looks like a comic book come to life, but it's its own thing. Yep. And I don't know. It's just I love seeing that kind of. I love seeing animation man, that I've never seen before. Man,
0: I'll be honest with you, and you're gonna flack me for it. I think I liked this better than Beyond the Spider Verse. Across the Spider. Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, I think. Uh, that, I, I
1: think. Oh, I think that you know, it's very tight. It's a tight, yeah. it, it's there's very, tight there's literally no, there's literally no filler. Yep. It's always engaging. And, yep. uh, I don't think it's better than beyond, uh, across the Spider verse because it, it lacks a little bit of the depth and deepness that, uh, I think that across the Verse has. that has a little bit more emotion, but this has heart. This is a very nice, uh, you know, when it shows the origins of them, mm-hmm. uh, that stuff was pretty cute. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Seeing the, the, the little baby turtles was very cute. Uh, A very good Splinter backstory. uh, A a good villain backstory. I loved our central characters. I loved April. Uh, I thought it was a very funny movie. Yep. I don't know. Just really liked it a lot. I'd give it... I'd probably give it about the same thing I gave Barbie. I probably like Barbie slightly more. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But I'd I'd give this a 9 out of 10 because it's just... I was, I was always engaged, yep. and it, it didn't overstay its welcome. It's got a really killer mid credit scene. I mean, it's, it's just so tight. And not to mention the fact, too, the soundtrack is great. Awesome. The, in most boys. The yep. music that the hip-hop soundtrack they use is great because yep. it's more of a classic hip-hop yep. soundtrack. And uh, 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 Atticus Ross and uh, uh, Trent Reznor. Reznor do the score, and that was such a good decision because yep. the score is is yep. banging. actually might like the... The one thing I do like more about this than Across the Spider Verse, I actually think the soundtrack is better in this than Across yeah. the Spider Verse. It's
0: it's it's. There's one scene in particular that you you know what it was for me that I was laughing so hard all know, the, the way through. It was the the car scene, the car chase. That was great. It's great. It's got it's what a choice of song and oh and, yeah, and, that, and, and, that, and that turning was around great. and turning it on its head by playing the, the it was, meme version of it. Pretty much, it was,
1: it was great. It's great. And the, and the voice acting is is really good. It took me forever. I thought that. This gecko character, Mondo Gecko, I think yes. is his name. Uh, I was like, that has to be Andy Samberg. But then yeah. the more he start talking, I was like, wait, that's that's definitely Paul, that's Paul Rudd. Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd introducing Seth Rogen as uh, introducing Paul as Rudd. Seth Rogen as Bebop. Uh, Rexy wasn't in it that much. No, but he, he, he had because, maybe like four lines of dialogue. That's fine because he was a, a co-writer for the movie, yep. so he helped sh- shift and make the movie kind of what yep. it was. Uh, yep. But great voice acting all around. I think that the the teenage mutant or, t- teenage mutant ninja turtles themselves are. Actors that I don't know, they're all like teenagers. Mm-hmm. But Jackie Chan as a splinter, splinter. great. Some yep. great, some hilarious yep. lines. Really, I, I don't know, loved it. One of my favorites of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, was that rated PG? I think so. There was a lot of language yeah. in there. Like a, a lot of basic language. It, you didn't hear any like GDs or Fs or Ss even, but you heard a lot of Ds and... A lot no, of, I think a
0: lot. they dropped a shit in there once. You think they did? Uh, they did. Because April,
1: April said it once. There was a lot of what the hells and yeah. a lot of uh, see you in hells yep. and... I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Push that. Like, push yeah, that PG you. envelope. Because a PG, you know, PG became mean, meaningless for a while because all the Pixar movies were rated PG and yeah. other than The Incredibles 2, none of them deserved it really. Yeah. Uh, this is a actual pg movie like yep. that we used to get maybe in the 80s and 90s
0: parental guidance strongly it probably says it probably
1: it. says language probably says language, language and some violence i mean there's some on i am there's a gruesome character design in the final third here uh that's it's it's gnarly and it's awesome but it's, yeah whenever you like look at like all the aspects that make up this character design it's gross yeah <laughs> but i loved it ice cube as the villain really yep. good uh yeah uh yeah i'd watch that one again i would too Looked I would great. De- I, definitely I'd, I'd watch like to again. scoot back because we we were sitting a little close up. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to take it, but it's not as overwhelming as a yeah. as a Spider Verse movie. Yeah. yeah, but I still like Spider Verse more though. But I'm but it's a good. They complement each other very well. They It'd do. Be a really good, do. really good double feature. I yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. You heard it here first. I heard it We give glowing first. recommendations. We both give it at least a nine out of ten. Well, Caleb,
0: um, we as we said before the the massive power outage. Uh, took us out of our normally scheduled Monday. Um, yeah. But apparently people are still downloading and listening to the the old episodes. Good. And we appreciate that, that you all have, have got your chat from a hat feel while we've been away. Uh, okay. And thank you, new listeners. And Caleb, did you know that we have some listeners in Australia, Egypt, hmm. um, I think Italy, hmm. uh, France... Brazil.
1: Oh, man. Cool. So, yeah.
0: So, Sweet. welcome. So, welcome, you guys. We,
1: we appreciate everyone all over the world that is listening to the podcast. Um, super cool. Super cool. To quote super fan John Poole us not having an episode on Monday ruined his day and his dinner and potentially the rest of his life. So, don't worry, John. That's okay. He's getting it on a Wednesday. We're back at it. On a Wednesday. Back at it with a glowing Ninja Turtles
0: recommendation. Well, speaking of Caleb, last week we talked about. Uh, movie theater experiences and uh, mm-hmm. some some people some people uh, agreed with us that the, struck a nerve with some the, people that, that, that popcorn and stuff like that was terrible with chomping of the mouth the and and, the and all of that so it
1: 's good to see that people
0: have the same mentality yeah. that we do we, that that, that can stuff, make or break there a might movie
1: be some stuff that we overreact about but no we, we don't. don't we don 't overreact we're right. about anything we 're right you put wrong. that cigarette out we're right and you're wrong't yeah. we, we,
0: or... we don't we don't overreact about anything. Get no. your drink of water. Jesus Christ, hurry up.
1: Drink of water and I was talking while I was drinking the <laughs>
0: water. You're, were well, you trying your ventriloquist act? Is that what it was? Yes. Perfect. So, Caleb, <clears throat> talking about that, am I forgetting anything? It's been so long since we've done an episode.
1: Whatever we had planned for Friday initially, we probably just... We probably just... There are other things that have remember. happened that seem more important.
0: Ninja Turtles happen. <laughs> Ninja Turtles happen. Uh well, Caleb, this week we're talking about our 70s... Albums and the rules were just like the '80s, and if you haven't listened to the '80s albums, go back still and listen. One to that that still one of my favorites. Still, yeah. still a great episode. The rule is, is that we have to have one album per year, and it cannot be repeating arts. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, tough. It's a tough assignment. It's a tough assignment. You've Got to make sacrifices. Sometimes.
0: I cheated.
1: You did a little hard. hard. You did a little. No, no I, I cheated don't, I don't necessarily, hard. Oh God, really? Yeah, Josh? cheated hard. Sorry. Jeez. You're going to see nothing but Paul McCartney this whole 80s. Gosh, no, you know, Josh. No, 70s. Se- my bad, 70s. 70s. I have For some reason, I have not labeled a 70s album on my Word document. Let me change that real quick. It 70s. is 70s. So I, I had it labeled as 80s. Album. Oh, my okay. Bad. It's okay. okay. Caleb, do you want to go first? Yeah. Go you first? always go first. I'll go first. Caleb, go first. I'll make it a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, Five seconds and you're done. Okay, 70s album. We're starting with 1970. One, two, done. Yes, uh, so my 1970 album is uh, Minnie Riperton's album, Come to My Garden. Do you know Minnie Riperton? I do not. Minnie Riperton is a soul singer. She okay. died in the late 70s at the age okay. of 31. She is uh, Maya Rudolph's mom. Okay, okay. So if I'm not if okay. mistaken, Maya Rudolph played a voice in that Ninja Turtles movie. She I think did. like maybe the main, uh, let's call her the main villain. <laughs> <She> <laughs> I think, was that, I, you know, I think right? that was her, right? Villain. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Come to My Garden, My mini represents a powerful and huge-sounding soul album. My introduction to her as an artist was the song Lace Flower, which I've heard in, like, commercials, but Mm -hmm. it was heavily featured at the end of Jordan Peele's movie Us Mm -hmm. when they do the Hands Across America. Sure. At the end, and they play that song, and I was like, what? It's like, what is this melody? (laughs) It was incredible. So I immediately fell in love with that song, and I was like, I have to download this whole album. And uh, it's her, her debut album with uh, songs mostly written by producer Charles Stepney and her husband, R- Richard Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, with songs mostly being in minor key, uh, which, mm-hmm. which brings like a, maybe a sense of sorrow and darkness to it, which maybe you don't hear in, in that era of, of soul music. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, as I said before, we pretend unfortunately died uh, at the age of 31. But it's a great album. Recommend it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say that most everybody's probably heard that song, mm-hmm. Lace Flower, but they just didn't know who sung it, right? So, right. I recommend the whole album. Well, Caleb, my nineteen seventy album is "Let It Be"
0: by the Beatles, of course, of course, of course. Uh, the last album of the Beatles. And you know, honestly, for the longest time, I did not give this record the love that it should have got. I still haven't really, me. Um, and and the reason why is because it's it's recorded so raw, like it's it's uh, it's really. Just four people sitting in a room playing the instruments, pretty much. Which is
1: fine. As you can see in the the documentary. In the documentary, the the
0: Get Back documentary. Um, The problem is, and the reason why I I can't say it's my favorite Beatles record or even the best record of those last few records, is because in 2003 they remastered it and remixed it and recut it and re-edited it and made a better version called Let It Be Naked, Mm -hmm. where they took like, different takes and smashed them together instead yeah. of it just being one live track Yeah. Um, but having said that it's got some of the most iconic Beatles songs on it. It's got Let It
1: Be, Long and Winding Road, Get Back, For You Blue um, just, What's the uh, the George Harrison song? Is it I Be Mine? Is yes. That, that's a good yeah, one That's a good song. Um,
0: Long Winding Road. Long and Winding Road's on that record There's some, there's um, some, great there's some really good yeah, yeah, songs yeah. on that on that album. I've Got a Feeling and Two of Us. Those are I've, especially I've Got a Feeling is one of my
1: favorite beatles tracks yeah. period but it's done yeah. better on let it be naked i don't want get about i don't like it back at all let, let me tell you well okay, that's you after i watched that daggone document they play that song 120 times i was like guys we get it what you're telling us to get we're back okay buddy we are back <laughs> so <laughs> we yeah, have gotten back but um it's the album that broke the beatles up so i mean <sighs> they recorded Abbey road after this album though correct mm-hmm. is that correct mm-hmm. okay so Abbey road technically the last time they were together but it, it came mm-hmm. out before right so okay so right to me that's the that's the real last beatles oh that's the real beatles album yeah <laughs> my favorite beatles album okay yeah 71 71 i got the beach boys surfs up Okay. Uh, probably my second favorite Beach Boys album. Surf's I've always, Up. Mm-hmm. I've always gravitated more towards their uh, progressive pop and psychedelic sound. Right. And uh, I think Surf's Up is just uh, full of that. Uh, yeah. Also features a couple of my favorite songs from them, like Till I Die and Feel Flows. which okay. uh, I got into Feel Flows through Almost Famous. It mm-hmm. plays a couple times. That song just makes me so sad. I don't know. <laughs> it plays at the end of that movie and I'm sad. So I just like, I associate this song with the end yeah. of Almost Famous. Yeah. Uh, Brian, wrote, Brian Wilson wrote the final three songs on the album, which are largely regarded as the the highlight of the album. Of course, it's
0: uh, Brian Wilson. Yeah, Mike Love's not writing classic. Like classic
1: uh, Surfs Up is a majorly overlooked album yep. in the Beach Boys discography, and it should be wildly considered as a classic. I think mm-hmm. it, it, over the years, it's become it's catching on a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. it's got, I think it's they got just, a little bit of it to do. They, know, just re, they
0: just they just re released it not too maybe. long ago, didn't they? I think they made like a big
1: box set. Possibly, of Possibly, I yeah. think those last three songs. Could be are wrong. Just, so, till, I die. till I Die definitely should have been my top song on Spotify last year. Mm-hmm. I went out of my way to do mm-hmm. that. I listened to it every day from July to late October when I, they say that they stop tracking your data on Spotify. Yeah. And it still did not make my top five songs. And that's when I decided that Spotify is full of crap. Cause I purposely Fine. listen to that song every day. Yeah, and it, it just didn't do it. And you know what? I enjoyed it every single time. It That's didn't what, get it didn't get tiring for me. It's a short song. It's it, a classic. It's amazing. It, it didn't. Song. It didn't get tiring. Loved it. I hated myself. I did not. Every my, single time I, I loved, listened to it, I loved myself more. I just revisited it the other day. Whenever I was listening to this, like this song, is so good. This well. is one of the best songs I've ever written. It's probably my. It's probably my favorite favorite Beach Boys song. I either that or a. Uh, don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Yeah, you do like that song a lot. Love that one. So, what's right. your 71? My first cheat. Oh, but, of, many, of many. Of many. Of many. Of many. And it's not Minnie uh, Riperton, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 1971, uh, Paul and Linda McCartney's
0: Ram. Um, it is It's widely regarded, honestly, as probably the first indie pop Ram's album. Ram's got
1: some bangers on it.
0: Ram does have some bangers on it, dude. Yeah. Uh, too Many People, Smile Away. What's my song uh,
1: that I like so much that's the weird one? Uncle, Uncle Albert. Uh... <laughs> Classic. It is. It, it's it's one of the-
0: weird, dude. <laughs> yes. So it's, but it is. It's it, a lot of people widely regard that as the first like real indie pop record. Sure. Uh, just because of some of the the stylistic choices that he that he made on the album. It's a, a, a mismatch, a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. It's crazy. There's,
1: how much? How much? There's ukulele on it. How there's, much first came from Beatles artists, not necessarily the Beatles, but Beatles artists, because mm-hmm. consider that the first indie pop on George Harrison's All Things Must Go, which I almost chose for mm-hmm. one of these, but I didn't. Uh, there's a song on there that's, like, people consider it to be, like, m- maybe one of the first shoegaze dream mm-hmm. pop songs. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. the beat. I guess the, those Beatles guys are just kind of good. Yeah. They're just a little good, you know? You know? Uh, anything else you want to say about Ram? No, no, no.
0: I, I just, I really do enjoy uh, the, I honestly enjoy the latter half of the album be- compared to the first half. It's got Smile Away and... Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: um oh crap uh backseat of my car on it um it's really good just baby backseat of my car da, da, da. see I, I changed the melody to like a baby you can uh, drive my car uh-huh which is which is a beetle song if it's I'm a mistaken. Beatles song it is yes see we do, i can do fun things people sometimes on here i'm a parody guy too you know not just that weird alfred yankovic guy uh, 72 we're on 72 right 72 Seventy-two. I have one of my favorite albums of all time. It is "Can't Buy a Thrill" by Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. It's third. Day- I knew Steely Dan would be on here somewhere. Obviously, they had it. They have like I, I could literally if, if we it could have been if day. we didn't have the rules, I probably could have chosen Steely Dan. That's they had okay. for nearly every year. It's Okay, I'm being honest with you, uh, you made I can you choose, made the you, rules, you know? pal. But it, it made it more interesting. Except for it the seventies, apparently, it which does. Paul McCartney has an album every year <laughs> <laughs> with a different band. <laughs> uh, but this is the debut album from Steely Dan. Yeah. Uh, it just so happens to be my favorite for them. And sure. a top 10 album of mine uh, has the hints of the jazz rock that that they'd eventually like very mm-hmm. much become in yep. all their albums. But it's also uh, a nearly flawless classic rock and and pop rock album. The musicianship is just top tier. Song structures are completely unique while still having mass appeal. This still has some of their biggest hits that you still hear on the radio. Right. Uh, Right, I mean, I, I'll hear like "Do It Again" on WVOW, or a local radio station all the time, and it mm-hmm. was a big hit on like Guitar Hero, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Guitar Hero, I mean, the Guitar Hero. <laughs> 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 I got video games on the brain. That's now. okay. The guitar and we'll piano talk work those at some point. The guitar and piano work is uh, especially fantastic, mm-hmm. featuring some of their catchiest piano melodies and some of their most complex and uh, very uh, impressive guitar solos. Uh, I think as a whole. Steely Dan's seven album run From 72 to 80 Is mm-hmm. just as good as any Rock band's discography It's yeah. like nothing but Nothing but hits for For eight years And they That was Their 72 to 80 run Is them as a band Yeah They, they released a lot of albums And then they didn't release Another album until 2000 So mm-hmm. It's a great Great eight year run For a band Yeah it Goes unparalleled uh, Led Zeppelin <laughs> <laughs> This is Stilly Dan We're talking about The Beatles here. Okay no, that, Let's not get crazy here <laughs> I'll put the Beatles are the only competition. Beatles weren't there in the seventies, though, you know. So uh, there's only five Paul McCartney bands. <laughs> yeah. What's, 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 what's your what's your seventy two?
0: Uh, my seventy two, and this my this one might surprise you. It's oh, um, it is a uh, Honky Chateau by Elton John. Ah. What's on that? Um, Honky Cat. I think I'm gonna kill myself. Rocket <laughs> Man. <laughs> I really register, but I think I'm going to kill myself. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> gosh, oh.
1: Gee, Elton and uh, Mona Lisa and Mad Hatter. My favorite. My favorite. Uh, yeah, jo- uh, Elton, Elton John song. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just a great
0: record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it was, that might be my favorite too. I think that was his first number one
1: record in the U.S. I think. Yeah.
0: And started that big run he had in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: I think that one or is it Madman Across the Water? Is that one of his albums? Yes, I really like that one a lot too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, the, Elton, uh, the Elton John movie is better than the Bohemian Rhapsody, folks. It Just is. Just deal with it. Watch it. It's better. Yeah. People needed to know that. Yeah. I don't have any Queen albums on here. But I also, but I also don't have any Elton John albums. Ooh. <laughs> you don't have any Queen albums, really? I'm not a big... I'm more of a Queen. Yeah. I don't think that Queen... Mm. Listen, I'm about to say a hot tank. I don't think that one Queen album is, like, incredible. I think they have incredible songs, but I don't think any of their albums may be a Night at the Opera. But even that, I'm like, I'm skipping some songs. I think this. I, th- I love I, Death if on the Legs.
0: If I sat and thought about it, I could probably argue your point.
1: But I just don't think they have a great, okay. great, great album from beginning to it's end. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, I don't care. I don't That's care. Fine. Attack me, folks. I don't care. I gave Bohemian Rhapsody the movie a C, but the song is an A plus.
0: <laughs> Innuendo is better. Uh, I
1: than don't Bohemian know about Rhapsody. That. I don't Said it. About that. Said it. I don't know. It's good. It's great. Said it. But jeez, I don't know. Innuendo is a better on, 73. song. <clears throat> Moving on to 1973 and I have Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder.
0: Okay, uh, okay. While
1: probably my third, see this is where the sacrifices have to come in. Because in the 70s, oh, I know. in this era of Stevie Wonder, is actually my third favorite of yeah. his. Uh, but it still has the fantastic arrangements, uh, further exploring his progressive soul stylings and general knack for writing mm-hmm. a pop melody. Uh, there are some, some really innovative choices on here. Uh, only elevating the overall content of the album especially yep. in his highly ambitious living for the city that's about seven minutes long yep. this album also won album of the year at the 16th grammys yep. so good for him uh first of many wins for him you I don't know, know if it was his first or not but it, it was one it you, was talk, one you talk about
0: you talk about sacrifices when we're talking about yeah. side side note on our yeah. our list here <laughs> the The eighties albums was a lot of sacrifice, but going yeah. into the seventies, I had a few albums that I was like yes seventy three is locked seventy six yeah. is locked seventy eight is locked and seventy nine are locked yeah, the rest I was just kind of like, uh, um, mm, yeah. mm, mm, what do I put what do I put here and I had a few albums to choose from, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of sacrifice made, yeah, but you're, but the thing of it is, you're more of a '70s person than I am. There's only, a, I guess, a few bands Maybe. in the '70s that I'm really like mm-hmm. attached to. Yeah, '73 is Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd.
1: Oh, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just move along. There's nothing that needs to be said about the record.
1: You know, it's it's. I'm, it's, I'm it's, actually it's a surprised. It's I thought you was going to choose a different Pink Floyd album. Well, okay, well, okay, well, Pink okay. Floyd album. So no, now 70. I have to adjust. Uh, I thought you was going to choose uh, Animals. Really, don't know. I was just looking at the '77 albums, and I just thought you. I you'd do.
0: Okay, okay. I do like Animals more than Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> if I'm ranking Pink Floyd's albums, Dark Side of the Moon might honestly be last.
1: <laughs> really,
0: honestly, oh. like in the in the big four of albums. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're talking Dark Side, Wish You Were Here, Animals, and The Wall, Dark Side may honestly be last.
1: My microphone is falling, folks. Oh, no. I apologize. Hot take. So hot I'll talk take. about Dark Side of the Moon while talk you're about fixing. It for a second. Uh, you said it was your least favorite Pink Floyd album. That's bogus. I don't believe that. That's correct. Out of all their albums? No, no, no. no. Out of the big four. The big, out of the big, four, the big four. four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: if we're talking like. It's still in the top five of okay. records. Don't okay. get me wrong. Okay. Um, I just feel that a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of. of it's cohesive, but yeah. it still feels like a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think so, too. It's part of the whole mystique around the record when the concepts are better in the later records. Okay. when the, But this was kind of the first record they tried to make a concept mm-hmm. of, of life and death and, yeah, yeah. and you know, living a, th- a whole thing. And not to mention the fact that Roger has kind of soured the album for me right now doing his whole re-recording <laughs> that is trash. Which yeah. you can, which you can listen to. Oh, this dude, this dude had the audacity. He had the audacity. Roger Waters had the audacity to say, "Well, everyone needs to listen to the whole record before they have an opinion on it." Bitch, if I didn't want to listen to to money and that really crappy money that you you put out, why would I want to listen to nine other tracks?
1: I still don't know why you why you redo it at all. Exactly, it's dumb. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't understand. Yeah. It. He, he he says that it is um, more reflective of what the album was supposed to be, oh. and I'm sitting there going, oh, no. "Yeah, okay, yeah." <laughs> so it's going to be a drony mess of you just sitting there talking through the whole entire thing because that's all you do in Money. Classic. Because you can't because you can't sing David
1: Gilmour's parts. Classic Raj, am I right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Roger, Roger Waters is souring himself on me very, very quickly uh, by doing garbage such yeah, as that.
1: Yeah. 74. 1974, I got uh, Red by King Crimson. Okay. On Red, King Crimson continue to kind of recreate themselves, mm-hmm. but this time with a much heavier sound. Uh, it's, actually, it's considered one of the most influential prog rock albums of all time, but here they also delve into a lot of the uh, prog metal mm-hmm. uh, while maintaining their artistically ambitious side with the shortest song being six minutes and three seconds long, uh, the album only contains five songs. Nothing and it's, and it's like, it's like 40 minutes. Long. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that's of two interesting sides. Stuff. That's two sides uh, of an LP. You know, they, they even begin the album with a six minute, 20 second instrumental that really shows off their new heavy style. Uh, red is considered one of the best prog albums of all time. And, uh, yeah, did I already say that? already considered one of the heaviest, uh, actually, uh, in, mag- in the magazine Q magazine, mm-hmm. uh, Considered one of the fifty heaviest albums of all time. Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite King Crimson album. That's in the sixties, yeah. their first album, but uh, this is probably my second favorite okay. King Crimson album. Uh, this is probably the heaviest that they got, at least when it comes to like being a semi like commercial hit. King Crimson is not a commercial hit ever, sure. Uh, but this is one of their more popular albums. No, yeah, yeah, but they're guess,
0: they're very well respected though. When in it comes the prog community, mean, they're the I maybe mean, they're one of the most influential yeah. bands. In yeah,
1: but uh, probably up probably if you ask. Prague artists they'll, they'll put them up there just with exact with rush yeah. and bands like that so okay. what's your 70 74? 74 74 for me is Kiss's debut
0: record um recorded through what they call uh Studio Time. um I think that's what they call it Studio Time. but it was it was the way that it was recorded is that that they wanted to make a Record and they had to do their best to get studio time, so they made a demo tape. Demo tape didn't do very well, so they fired everybody in the band and made <laughs> a new and made a new record, and that's what turned into the debut uh, album of Kiss. So, just for, for people that know Kiss, some of these songs that I'm going to say are iconic Kiss tunes: Strutter, Nothing to Lose, Firehouse, Cold Gin, Deuce, Hundred Thousand Years, Black Diamond. Every song that I just named is still in their set list today.
1: Black Diamond is the only song I, knew that, I know that. Yeah, and I only know of that because all, the replacements that it comes <laughs> from.
0: Of all of the songs, and Cold Jim. Did I say Cold Jim? I think so. Okay, all of those songs are still in their set list today on the End of the Road Tour okay. because it is that iconic and that loved by fans. Yeah. it's it, And to me, it's probably their best sounding 70s record up to alive, mm-hmm. and they had three albums before that. So, um, yes, uh, I love that record. Um, I don't own that record on vinyl yet, it's kind of not easy to find the pressing I'm looking for. Well, you're but, in luck.
1: Uh, Sullivan's, if you Found haven't, it. I'm heading your way. Found one at the pawn shop down the street. Oh. they're like, I were just throwing away this hunk of junk. I was like, oh, "Hundred John." Take jump. advantage of this guy, real quick. <laughs> I took it for 150 bucks. No. <laughs> that's probably that's probably
0: the pressing I want with how much it would be. But, yeah. um, but no, um, to me, I think that is. I think Kiss's debut record is probably one of the best debut records of any band ever, just because those songs are still hits, still mm-hmm. still fan favorites to this day, and they're still being played 50 years later.
1: Okay. So, All right. Kiss. All right. Kiss, more like piss, am I right, folks? Yeah, okay, that's a good one, good one. Yeah. I, agree, I agree, guys, I agree. That was a good joke. I worked on it yeah. for a week yeah. now, because I knew he was going to have a Kiss album on here, so I just knew. Of course she did. I just knew. Of course she did. 1975. Like you had a Steely Dan record. I know about that. Yeah, you know about that. You know, you know me. Uh, <laughs> you know me, girl. That's just, uh, Girl, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at 75, I have Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Okay, okay. I'm not well-versed in Bruce's... Music as a whole, mm-hmm. he's got so many albums. I'm mm-hmm. just never going to get to them all. But Born to Run, not, Born to Run is just iconic. But. Probably out of all the albums I've heard, it's my it's my yep. favorite of his. Uh, storytelling is probably <gasps> <laughs> 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 the storytelling is probably the strongest element of the album. But uh, the musicianship, and melodies are, are pretty remarkable too. With the nearly each song having a bit of an anthemic feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's you know mm-hmm. that was that era of Springsteen where all the sure. songs would rock. We're going to fight for our rights. To born, to run—that's <laughs> how that song goes. Uh, the use of saxophone and piano are particularly strong. Mm-hmm. With the closing track "Jungle Land," which I love a lot. Uh, oh, I know you it's did a huge, massive song, uh, ah! both both in length and sound.
0: Sure. You know? It's a very dynamic, it's a very sonically dynamic song.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's, very, probably, very it's sonic. probably like my favorite. When it comes to like his more artistically daring songs, it's yep. my favorite. You know, I yep. like some of his catchier, poppier songs a lot yep. too, but that, that's a that's a great song. Nine minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. Eight minutes, something like mm-hmm. that. Great one. That's my 75. What's your 75? Uh,
0: my 75 is my last cheat, promise. Oh, it's about, promise. Oh God. Promise. It is Venus and Mars by Wings. Oh God. Shut up. <laughs> Um, has Venus and Mars rock show? Um, by Blink
1: One Eighty Two. Yes, rock show. It, 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 shockingly. love with Venus and Mars. She shockingly, said, I still kept saying Venus and Mars. Shockingly,
0: Wings were like traveled in time and took Rock Show and recorded it first. They did. They did. Um, and, but, uh, Blink perfected it. <laughs> it's honestly the first um, Wings album that has all of the vocalists singing a lead track. So that's why I consider,
1: I consider Wings... It's less of a McCartney album, but... Right, yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Consider,
0: I consider Venus and Mars to be the first actual Wings collective yeah. album. Yeah. Um, granted, you know, Band on the Run happened and uh, Wings at the Speed of Sound, I think, came after Venus and Mars. Yeah. Um, but it is the follow-up Band on the Run. Uh, but it felt like collectively as a unit, it was everyone attributing to the record. and It wasn't just Paul bringing songs in and saying, hey, this is what we're going to play. Yeah. So it felt like the first true Wings record, and it shows. Um, it It's probably honestly my favorite Wings record. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people pick Band on the Run as the best Wings record, but I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, it's just a real rockier album compared to
1: Band on the Run. So. Yeah. I almost had Band on the Run on here. But I didn't. Band on the Run's Obviously, good, man. Obviously, the, the year has passed. I did not choose it. So. The problem with Band on the Run is it's got
0: one or two songs on it that are throwaways.
1: Yeah, like Jet.
0: Yes. <laughs> Complete
1: throwaway. <laughs> I do like the live version of Jet more, though. Oh, yeah. It's right? better. It's better. It's right? better. I, okay, just making sure that it, it's better. It, everybody agreed on that. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Okay. My 76. Uh, I almost didn't put this on here, but I was like... I, even though I don't love them as much as I used to, I'd be I'd be lying to myself if okay. I said that this didn't have a huge impact me on me. And that's twenty one twelve by Rush. Okay, uh, one of okay the f- one of the first classic rock bands and albums that I was introduced to by my da- mm-hmm. by my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best musicianship ever. With a highly ambitious opening track. But fun. it might be it might be the best musicianship I mean, ever. I mean, come on now. That opening track, twenty minutes long, yeah. the twenty one twelve song. Yep. Uh all three members are three of the best at their respective instruments. No I question. Think, no doubt. I'll, like never, guy, I'll never say anything bad about Rush. Alex Lifeson's guitar playing is super underrated. He's yep. one of the best actually. Yep. And uh, they're they're just master class of musicianship is on full display here. Yep. Uh, can't really say anything else. This is just one of the first Albums that got me into the idea of wanting to get into classic rock. I was like, "Huh? Is all classic rock this cool?" I was like, yeah, "Okay, I'll get into yes, I'll yep. get into uh, Blue Steel now, Steely, it. yeah, Steely Dan and uh, Rush. I think Rush played a huge part in that because yeah. of this album. So, yeah, absolutely. What, what is Year Seventy Six? Uh, Seventy Six
0: is one that you may not, uh, you it might take you by surprise, um, and that is "Fly Like an Eagle" by Steve Miller Band. Okay, um, probably his. A lot of people say The Joker is his best record. I think The Joker has two songs on it. I think it has two songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but Fly Like an Eagle has fly, fly Like an Eagle, Wild Mountain Honey, Serenade, Dance, 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 Take the Money and Run, and Rockin' Me. That That is enough for a record right there. That's seven curi- songs.
1: I used to listen to this album, but I don't remember. It. It, it, I'm curious. Are there any other songs that stylistically is the same as Fly Like an Eagle? because that is the only Steve, Steve Miller song that I've heard that sounds like that. It is very like atmospheric. Yeah. And, um, kinda, a lot of the kind songs are kind of almost like a country kind of Yeah. Yeah, he's, well, he's he's like a blue he's like almost he's on, he's a blues like, player. But fly Like an Eagle, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not, very it's atmospheric, not. yeah.
0: Um, on Book of Dreams there is an intro part to Jet Airliner that sounds like okay. the intro to well, I know Jet, Fly Like I an know Eagle. Jet eagle. Like right. Airliner, right, yeah. but the 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 yeah. part before that is kind of Okay. Uh, airy and okay. full of atmosphere and stuff, but Steve Miller's a blues player. Yeah. That, when it boils right down to it, he is a blues
1: Unfortunate. player. Unfortunate. <laughs> Hate the blues. Gosh, I know you up. do Caleb. the blues. Yeah, but you're not even talented if you play the blues. <laughs> now I'm now I'm just joking. Now, now you're here. just being a jerk. Now I'm just joking because that's just not fun. That's just fundamentally not. <laughs> 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 77. 77 I guess we don't have the same album here. I thought we were gonna. Thought okay. we were gonna. I have the Stranger by Billy Joel. I have the Stranger by Billy Joel. Oh. You you jerk! You you taught you led me astray. Whenever I was like, I know your '77 album, and you're like, no, you don't care. What do you, you know, think you it was going to be? You taught. Well, consider that I was like, we probably have the same album, and you're like, no way. And I was like, what well, must not be this album? It must be like a uh, uh, rumors. How or many something times? Or How the, many?
0: Hold on. How many times on this podcast I know, have I, I said what that what the stranger was, is a perfect record and has I was no skips? when
1: you told me that trash last week. <laughs> When I was like, dude, we got to keep you on I, your toes. I was like, dude, I know we got the same '77. I was like, nope. I was like, what could it be? Is it is it Animals? Is it Rumors? Is it, it here's the is thing? Is it the, the Talking Heads? I don't know. Here's the thing though. You named two
0: really good records. I know. You named two really, really, really good records. You don't but like if the I would have
1: put if I would have put Animals
0: on there, uh, I would not have had a '73 record because I would have put Band okay, on the Run and okay. I couldn't have Band on the Run because so I put me as the, the Mars. Do you think the
1: Stranger is better than all those albums? Yes. Absolutely. Stranger, to me, is Billy Joel's best album. The, str-
0: the Stranger, without question, like I have said before, would go in my top 10 albums yeah. of all time.
1: We talked about this one quite a bit on our Billy Joel songwriting, yes, so do. I recommend listening to that if you want to hear some good Stranger talk on there, yep. but uh, I think this is the most complete album from start to finish. I yep. think. Nearly every song on the album became a hit, either then or years later, and I think it's for a good reason. And fan favorites, too. The ones that weren't even singles. It's top-notch songwriting, and uh, with an energy and sincerity that's lacking in a lot of modern pop music. uh, it It just so happens to feature two of my favorite Billy Joel songs you'll have to listen to the episode to find out though they're my, they're my top two songs uh, I I think that the song that's the least known Get It Right the First Time is yep. one of my top three songs yep. it's the one song that didn't become like a, a hit hit yep it's still relatively well known but it's probably the least known la 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 yeah, la listen to that la, la, la. listen to that Such episode so you can record, hear dude. more about you know
0: my top two <laughs> I'm angry at myself I guess you could say I'm an angry young man. Uh, because I don't own The Stranger on vinyl. I am so upset I with do. myself for that. I know
1: you do. I got it. I, think I know you I do. I got it, right.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay. You have that one in 52nd Street, right? Yeah. I, 50, yeah.
1: I, I think to, I gave you 52nd 50 f- 50 f- Street, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I gave you 52nd Street. I
0: regret that now, yeah. but that's okay. You can, well, give it, you can give it to me back, or uh, give it back to me later. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it probably costs like $5. I'm just joking. Sorry, I'm, I'm okay. joking.
0: I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, dude... I, I think like I've said before I'll say it again The Stranger is without question a perfect record from start to finish. There are no skips on that record. Even the final song you know, even though it's not as great
1: compared to the rest of the record, it's still a good song. My least favorite song, that's not my fa it's not my least favorite song. My least favorite song is a song that I might skip. And yeah, I think it's a good song but I don't know. I just I, I just don't vibe with it as much as only the good Die Young. I just I don't know. There's something about it. Mm, don't know. Like it I just don't like it yep. nearly as much as some of a even like the the really like a she's only a woman mm-hmm. like great great song great record right? even though it's very well great record great record <laughs> <laughs> all right seventy eight okay thank God you picked that right. of course you'd have been you lying knew had li- you, you knew that at least one album you been lying to yourself okay I agree
0: my seventy eight album uh side note rumors does have two skip tracks on it. sorry go ahead okay okay good okay. just
1: saying just saying okay and there okay. are two Stevie Nicks songs oh it's not it's not the closer. What uh, gold dust woman? Oh god no! That's my favorite god song no! That's the best song.
0: Okay, I don't like dreams. I don't like dreams. Hmm. I do not like the okay. song dreams. Okay. I don't like it. I think it's boring. I think it's boring as sin.
1: Okay, you heard Just it. Say people. You heard it here first, Josh.
0: I and I love Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac.
1: It's a boring song. It's boring. Okay, now the folks. It's know boring. Now. The folks know now. Josh. Go ahead. Josh hates women. Nineteen seventy eight. <laughs> Nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. <laughs>
0: How and, that come and, and because about? of that, I'm
1: gonna spontaneously choose this album. I was gonna choose something else, but because of your blatant <laughs> misogynistic attitude, I'm picking. Just 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 roll with it. <laughs> I'm picking the Kick Inside by Kate Bush. Uh, I love Kate Bush. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. All All right. Right. you're fired! All right, no more <laughs> laughter, no more chuckles. You're this fired.
1: Is a, this is serious time. This is Kate Bush time. <laughs> Uh, it's, You're my, fired. even though it's kind of ever changing at the moment, this is, this is my favorite Kate Bush album. It's her, her debut album. Uh, okay. As well as a top 10 album for me. So this and can't buy a thrill for silly Dan are the two albums on here that I would put in my top 10 albums. Okay. Of the Time. Uh, despite only being 19 years old on this album, I think it has some of her strongest, and most accessible songwriting from start to finish. It's art rock, art pop to perfection with even some really subversive and even perverse mm-hmm. songwriting, uh, just love it, you know. I often wonder what people hear when they hear. Kate. You know, when you really love an artist and mm-hmm. songs, and then you you listen to it in a, a room full of people that's never listened to it. Yeah, and you you start to hear it the way that they hear it. And you're yep. like, oh my god, this probably sounds like nail on a chalkboard. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I know exactly I what that you when, mean, with Kate dude. Bush's voice is a little bit more immature here, not mm-hmm. in a bad way. Still incredible range, but it's very high. Yeah, and I could see that. Uh, I still think it's more accessible than. A few of her 80s art albums. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'd say if you really want to get in Kate Bush, this was the first album I ever listened to by, by her. And uh, I think it's really, really great. One of my favorite artists. Uh, I thank God I put her on here after that just despicable act of of, of oh, awfulness shut from shut Josh. Up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. What's funny is that, is that because with that, Stevie, uh, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel are on tour.
0: I know on, they're gonna be on tour, so it's
1: interesting little. I, would, we were wa- I would go, go watch it. that. I would watch yeah, that. Well, we were going we to go. We
0: were talking about it until yeah. we saw the
1: ticket prices, oh, and then we were just like, "I hey. would have caved." Still not as much as the Taylor Swift concert ticket, so I don't think.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay, good. Because no, and Billy Joel's better. Billy Joel's tickets were more expensive than Taylor Swift's.
1: Then together. Yeah. Even. Even after they even in even in like Ticket on Ticketmaster when things, yes, are you sure? We paid we paid less for Taylor Swift than you we would have paid. But a lot of people didn't get their first like well, a lot I'm of people, sorry. A lot of people had to pay. Well, you think, I'm you sorry. Think people were paying 500 bucks for far back seats for Billy Joel. I'm
0: sorry that Nancy was in a queue hey. for seven hours and she fought
1: hey, and scratched good and for you all. and got tickets. I'm okay? glad you all got sorry. I, I'm glad sorry. you got the tickets the way you're. I they will were not s- apologize. I'm glad you got them for what they were actually supposed to cost. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying no one's paying 500 bucks for for where no. you all were sitting for Taylor Swift for Billy Joel. for Billy Joel and Stephen. So that's <laughs> all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The tickets might have cost 150, 50, but they probably for nosebleeds. But they probably like later ridiculous for yes Billy Joel yes Billy wouldn't do that yes I'm I Josh you. with the the Stevie Nicks sexism again God <laughs> come you shut up What's your 78? I don't even know now. <laughs> got, him, got him riled
0: up. Um, well, speaking of debut records, I'm taking the debut record of the Police. Okay. Um, don't ask me how to pronounce it. Yeah, I can't this, this was back at Outlandos, Damore, I guess, you, De Amore. I don't know how the hell you say it. Anyway, um, a lot of classic police songs. Uh, Next to You, So Lonely, Roxanne, Can't Stand Losing You, Truth Hits Everybody. Uh, I mean, that right there, when you think the police, you think those four songs, um, uh, except until you get to gonna, every breath you your take. My
1: brother's going to kill me, and he's six foot ten. ten. Yeah. You know. That is, a, that is a lyric. That is a lyric. Is a, I guess you call it cowardice. Something, something, suicide. <laughs> suicide. I forgot <laughs> the line. Explicit lyrics
0: explicit now. Explicit lyrics of the, the Explicit content TV. now Sorry. since you said suicide. Sorry. Now it Whoa. has to be Mars. Well, that
1: makes up for what for, you said. For,
0: for bitch earlier. Oh, well.
1: You didn't say did. You, would you yeah, did, I did. say that about I, I said about Roger Waters. About oh, that's him, okay. Him bitching that's about That's fine. That's three can, now. That's fine, okay. Three bitches. You can do that. Four. that, so... 79. The so last... That wasn't a quote. I just said that. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah. 79. The last year. Uh-huh. The last of the year. decade. Is none other than, as we all know. It's Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Okay. Okay. All right. That was Rock With You. That I, I know. Doing. I got one you. Of the best opening. It took drum, me a minute. One of the best opening drum licks ever. Love it. I think everybody should copy that on their on their, on their <laughs> on their, on their intros, because it's a great... Li- but uh, yeah, it's my favorite Michael Jackson album. Sure. Uh, sure. I'd say by a lot. Okay. By a lot. Sorry, okay. Thriller, but but not sorry. Dude, Thriller's not even my favorite listen, Michael Jackson record. I really like Thriller, but off the wall. <laughs> I think, to me, it's his most pleasing album to the ears to listen to. I think the funk song structure is uh, wonderfully composed with excellent musicianship and other worldly vocal layers mm-hmm. from Michael Jackson. Can we talk about thrill or just a second? Uh let me finish. When talking you finish about talking off about the off wall, the wall, we need to talk about thrill. I have things to say. Go, I thought I you have, were done. I, I thought have, you were done. I have two more sentences. Three okay. more, actually. Okay. 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 So chill it Okay. Guy. Okay. You got you got a lot of work to do, okay? You gotta you gotta go to sensitivity training. <laughs> we you up. Uh, yes,
0: like, when oh, that's a reminder. Here at the end, we'll tell a story. I, Go ahead.
1: I think at times the album can delve into a, a bit of a disco sound, thanks to yes. its expansive use of strings.
0: Quincy uh, Jones, man.
1: Love it. Uh, there's some very legendary songwriters M- featuring Mo- this Motown. album. Motown. Like Paul McCartney. Stevie Wonder. Yep. Stevie Wonder, actually, uh, my favorite song on the album was written by Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. and it's, a, I can't help it. Uh it's an all-time favorite album of mine, probably in the top 50 mm-hmm. or so, and uh, I kind of wish he would have used this kind of sound more often. You yeah. Know, we kind of went, Thriller was the next album, Uh doesn't, there is elements of this more jazzy funk sound on mm-hmm. there, sometimes like on uh, P-P-Y-T, PYT. PYT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for the most part he definitely leaned into the 80, an mm-hmm. 80s kind of. Yeah. Yeah, He defined, still,
0: he he really did define the sound of the '80s as far as the male pop sound goes. Oh yeah, he
1: was great. I mean, it's all it's all great, but I thought Off the Wall was just more of my. I loved s- it. It was more Stevie Wonderish. You know. I
0: still think Thriller's an overrated record.
1: I guess maybe it might. be. I think it is. I think it's. I, mean, an I, overrated... I really love human Human Nature. Th- that's Thriller a... beat it. Uh, Pyt, the single. <laughs> <laughs> God, Caleb, such a mainstreamer. But, Michael I, Jackson. To, uh,
0: but this is the thing. It's like, it, does it have a lot of great songs on it? Yes, it does have a lot of great songs. Does it have a lot of iconic Michael Jackson songs on it? Yes. However, I think Bad's a better record. I, I don't think know about Bad that. is. I think Bad I is an all around better record.
1: Because I don't love Bad, and mm-hmm. I don't love uh, uh, Smooth Criminal. Oh, okay. I I, th- I, I, to this day, I'll say it. I like Alien Air Farms version more. I disagree. That that's okay. Really? Yeah. You disagree? Yeah, I do. I just think it's so much better. I, do, man. I think the bass I do. and the the guitar. I, think, I just think they made it better. I think that my I J- like the cover. i be wrong. Jackson's version is kind of boring, which is which is weird. Because I listen to Off the Wall. and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, there's so many expansive sounds. there. Yeah. Oh my god, my ears. Then yeah. I hear Smooth Criminal. It just sounds like everything's coming out of a box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I still think Bad's a better record than Thriller. That's a different story well, for yeah, another yeah, day.
1: Well, you know, you're wrong. You well, you work on it. You'll work on oh, it. I'll work on I'll sense 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 it. I'll get a sensitivity training. They'll, they'll teach you the ways of Michael Jackson there, too. <laughs> um, What's your 79? My, what do you think my 79 record is? Dude, about? I don't know. I'm Just trying take to, a guess. I'm trying to think of what albums came out in 79. Was there a Talking Heads album nope. in 79? Nope. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, you if, you like? thought, if you thought long and hard about it, you'd know. 79? 79. 79. Hmm. I'm looking around the room to see if there's gonna be any hints. Ghost? <laughs> ghost? Yes. What's <laughs> it a yes. ghost? A Taylor Swift album? Uh dude, I don't know. I'm just I'm just drawing a blank for some reason. Uh <laughs> hold on, wait. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait! I thought I had it, but I, I don't know. I was trying
1: to I was trying to like read your lips there for a second. I thought I had it but I don't <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Tusk. No, oh, Tusk. Come on, dude. Tusk. You know that. Is the chain on Tusk? No. What's the chain no.
0: on? Rumors.
1: Oh, oh okay. Rumors. Uh, yeah, Tusk is a great so, song.
0: T- Tusk, is, Tusk is the follow-up to Rumors. did not sell as well as Rumors, as we all know. It's a double album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham really started to dive into a lot of um, experimental things. Uh, was playing songs back through an amplifier mm-hmm. and was recording the amplifier to record the song. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, um, It doesn't to me. Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, but, but I respect it for what it was trying to be, and there are some really good Stevie Nick songs on that album.
1: Josh redeeming himself. No,
0: I'm serious. I think Stevie's songs on that album are better than Lindsay's, and I think mm-hmm. Chris, I think Christine's songs are even better than Stevie's on that album. Okay. I'll always say Christine, McVee's my favorite Fleetwood Mac member, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think again. she's the unsung you know hero what, I'll say it again. in that I album. I
1: this in an earlier episode, but... Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. You should probably watch it because it's very much like modeled after Fleetwood Mac. It mm-hmm. uh, doesn't follow the career path of Fleetwood Mac necessarily, yeah. but that late seventies Fleetwood Mac and maybe some of their band mm-hmm. drama. It, it's definitely like inspired by yeah. that. It yeah. has like a Stevie Nicks kind of character. It has a uh, what Lindsey Buckingham kind mm-hmm. of character. It has a girl, a woman, uh keyboard player, vocalist. I Very much like it. I think you'd like it more than I did, probably. If okay. I'm being honest with you. Nice, nice, nice. That's our album.
0: I would say Caleb what other albums, but this is something we will revisit as well. know. Yeah. Um, Dan all the way. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> on the
1: but maybe the, the
0: maybe on the next episode we won't have as much restriction because we've already kind of done that. Or maybe we'll have even no, stricter have, restriction. have
1: restrictions. I don't want to revisit it. Yeah, I've done it, I don't want to do it again. We we'll do the we'll do the the uh, 90s, the 2000- 2000s, the, two, and the 2010s right thing. I, I don't think we put 2000s. We put 2000s emo. We'll have to bring someone in on that because you are not well-versed in the ways of 2000s nope. emo. Nope. Unless you want to jam it all in one week. I'll get it all in there. But we have twenty ten. Why does it have
0: to be... twenty? Why can't it be... Why, why don't we just put 2000s
1: albums? It doesn't have to be uh, 2000s emo. Just be 2000s albums. 2000s emo is such... It's a, it's a topic. But know? it's a topic I don't know anything about. Well, 2000s, we'll bring in someone. Bring in a couple people,
0: maybe. What? So that one... We'll, we'll get so, you and Nancy... And Erica, and and Chelsea, and me. I'll just moderate the damn thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Nancy, what's your choice? (laughs) You don't got to (sighs) Perfect. Caleb. That's the episode. What is our topic for next week? Since technically it's your draw, because I drew 70s albums. Okay. Shake, 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 shake. Shake
1: your body, right?
0: That's a great 70s song.
1: Is that from the 70s? I don't know. We'll Dude, I don't have a clue. We've got—is this gonna be—is this the thirtieth episode? This will be the thirtieth episode. Wow, thirtieth, 30th thirtieth. 30th. It better be a good one. Thirty out of thirty-two Uh-oh. weeks. I think we're going unique. Okay, thirtieth episode—something that we haven't really done—and that is BuzzFeed personality quizzes. Oh God! So there's no prep for that. Nancy's gonna have to prep for that one. Yeah, to come up to find the quizzes. Caleb, here's the thing. Maybe
0: some Barbie personality. Clues. Here's the thing. We're going to learn some things about each other yeah. and learn some things about ourselves, gonna be, I think. It's
1: going to be a lot different than some of our recent episodes, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We want to do something different and cool on our 30th, you yeah. know, our yeah. 30th birthday. 30th birthday. 30th, uh, 30th anniversary. Yeah. 30th episode. Birthday. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. like
0: people that count their, their 30th week of being together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's our 30-week 30 30 inter- anniversary. No, we've went more than thirty hours on know, the show already. Because some of them episodes are fast food Tier
1: and that last. Hey, man, look! People liked it. People, people liked people it. People like us. They have messaged me personally and said, "Caleb." Sorry for having doubt in you. We thought you was going to suck, but this is great. Well, it's good to know. I may know. be paraphrasing that, and they didn't say it's it good that necessarily. <laughs> it's
0: good to know that they're telling you that. They're not telling me that I do have all.
1: people message me sometimes, like, I really enjoy this.
0: The people at my former workplace did actually say right. that they listened to the podcast and they enjoyed it, which, yeah. hello, everybody cool. that are still there. Sorry that you're still there. <laughs> Speaking of, real fast, I said I was going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a story real okay.
1: quick.
0: Nice little antidote. Okay. I was told that, because I said something in a unit meeting that was off the cuff, and by off the cuff, it was pretty much me taking up for our our unit, that I was going to have to go back to customer service training at work. Now, granted, what I said was in a meeting about administration and workers, but I have to go to customer service training. I never went, because... I don't need customer service training, number one. But I just thought that was a fun little uh, antidote let about how how crazy and how broken certain places of
1: employment are. Yeah, let me guess what you said. Look, go ahead. Another sexist remark. <laughs> <laughs> like earlier. <laughs> no, it was. No, I guess none of that matters now. does it? It doesn't. It doesn't because I don't work there you don't anymore. Work there, work there. And you know what? Oh, that's a shame. It's a. It, it
0: is such a shame. It's a shame. It's such a but really shame. It but it is, though. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Joe. No, it's not. Yes, it I'm it enjoying, I have enjoyed the last four days of work that I have there the last year. So. Yeah. yeah. Fun. John's a son.
1: St- a street uh, caricature artist? He's, I am. He draws I am. Sometimes very offensive. Listen, uh, uh, caricatures. It's, apparently, it's apparently very
0: sexist art, apparently, according yeah. to Caleb. That's what he does. Uh,
1: he should be at a place like Myrtle Beach, not Logan, West Virginia. It's just not a lot of I, You know what they should do? They should just put me in
0: a little booth outside of Dick's. You come into Dick's, you get your little hat and you know yeah. they write the really offensive thing, and then while you're sitting, there stuffing your face at Dicks, I write or I make a little caricature of you, and then I give you a little caricature, you leave Dix, and then it's this whole big experience. <laughs> yeah, my name is Jack there, by the way.
1: <laughs> Classic Josh, the caricature artist <laughs> Where can people find us? They can find us by, by typing in chat for my hat on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at, well. It's not called Twitter. It's called X. I'm thinking about deleting that app. Dude, listen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> call it, but we're also on TikTok. Side now. note. Side note. Yeah. How dumb. It's awful. It, it looks dumb. It looks so bad. Whenever I pull up, pull up my ass, I'm like, that is such a bad design. It is, it's terrible. It's stupid. I, I have a strong dis- disdain for Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, see, look at... We forgot to mention this earlier. We were going to talk about this, but we didn't. But we didn't, Okay. Because, uh... You know, we talked about Jason Aldean yes. last week, but Tyler Childers, the, the two big country oh, yes. artists, the yes. two big co- artists that people are talking about, mostly because of their music videos, are Jason Aldean and yep. Tyler Childers. Yes. The big difference between the two, if, I, if I'm going to remove any social or political, uh, any bias, anything like any that, bias. the big difference is that Tyler Childers, this has been a song he's been workshopping since 2016. There's mm-hmm. video footage of him singing this mm-hmm. at an at intimate show. Big difference that Tyler Childers song is a really, really good song. It is a
0: very good song
1: that just so happens to be elevated by a really beautiful music video. Yeah, really well directed. Yep. Uh, uh, socially very, very, very great. Um, very. It's probably my favorite. It's definitely my, actually I think it's definitely my favorite Tyler Childers mm-hmm. songs I've heard because I'm not a big Tyler Childers guy. I'm not either. I've always respected him. I thought that he was mm-hmm. cool, but not a big fan. But this song is incredibly well structured. Yep. Whereas the Jason Aldean song, is written by four or five people. That's pandering to a very specific audience but the audience is there they're gonna get it yep uh that song sucks it's it's a crappy song it's a very well very uh awfully directed music video and people more people should listen to Tyler. if you're gonna listen to country music listen to an artist like tyler Childers yep. instead of jason listen, listen to
0: listen to the tyler's listen We're to the jason's the beginning, but like, we
1: just we just overlooked yeah it. we just wanted to throw that out
0: yeah it's uh, and i'm like you it's it's i'm not a tyler childers fan and mm-hmm. i i have made that publicly known yeah. that I am not a child jo- i actually Tyler strongly disliked
1: the last album that was like and, the gospel. Yeah, the three albums, the three albums I didn't that, like that one were just repetitive over and over and hodgepodge like of no, stuff.
0: No. Um, I really enjoyed that song. It's a great song. And <laughs> I listened to the song before I watched the video. It's just a really good song. And it's just a really good song. Um, Elevated. And then when oh, I, I watched it. the video I was just like hmm, <laughs> I didn't need to watch that at 8 o'clock oh, yeah, in the morning. Rough one. But um But yes. Very, great. very well beautifully structured beautifully melodic beautifully lyrical uh, song and again, like you Im- said, it's, important, it's, in the, it's an in the, important in the country t- music world yes. to have a
1: video like that. If yes. maybe that'll get airtime, yeah. And I hope. I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. But, um, yeah, if they want to find, uh, I've already said where they can find us on the socials. Yes, on, on X. Jeez, X. God, it's still Twitter. I Hate that we're on there. We might. We might leave, folks. We might leave. We might we're probably leave. not. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can email us at chat from a hat. Chat from hatcast. Right. Yes. Chat from a hatcast at gmail dot com. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well folks, thank you very much for joining us and listening to us badger on about 70s albums and apparently in my sexism or whatever that is not true and we're going to we're going to like, you know, make sure that people know that because Caleb has to try and Got ruin him. everyone's life. Got him. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening to us. We will talk to you next week while apparently on the BuzzFeed quiz, we'll find out if I actually am yeah, sexist or not. Out. You better buckle up, buddy.